0: The BYU football program is Arkansas bound this afternoon as they head to Fayetteville for a matchup with the Arkansas Razorbacks tomorrow evening. What are the keys for BYU to spring an upset on the road against Arkansas, and what are the chances they can pull off such an upset? We're talking about that as well as catching up with BYU running back Deion Smith. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everyday with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. By way of introduction, this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And a big thank you to all of you for your support, whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening it to wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. So much for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stake wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and more importantly, for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's dive right in. BYU, Arkansas. Tomorrow evening, 5.30 Mountain Time, it would be 6.30 obviously there in Fayetteville as the Razorbacks and the Cougars rematch from their game a year ago. And BYU, I think, has some revenge on their mind. We've heard it from different players this week, both in media sessions. Connor Pay talked about it on this very podcast, that it can't be the whole thing that you kind of base your whole emotions on when it comes to this game. But at the same time, there are guys that were on that squad from a year ago, Ben Bywater, Connor Pay, among them who will obviously remember uh, the beat down they suffered at the hands of Arkansas and they would like to get some payback obviously as they make the trip to SEC country I'm looking forward to this one folks it's finally go time for BYU this is where the big boy schedule really kicks in for the Cougars uh, 530 you can guarantee I'll be tuned into ESPN 2 now I will be doing a radio 430 Mountain time if you want to tune in the Cougar pregame show on the KSL sports zone Alex Kiri and myself will be get you, getting you ready for the game obviously I have a postgame show immediately after it goes final I'll make sure to- Join us on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM here along the Wasatch Front, or you can uh, listen to it on the KSL Sports app if you so desire. But uh, looking forward to seeing how BYU does against this. They struggled against Sam Houston State, came out of the gates flying against uh, Southern Utah after a slow start and ended up just passing it all over the yard and rolling to a victory over the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. BYU, as Kalani Sitake has said, they're right where they want to be. It's right where we talked about BYU needed to be going into this slate of games. You had two warm-up games, two uh, gimmies, if you want to call them that, as BYU rolled to a 2-0 victory. Tomorrow night is the start of the strongest run of games BYU's ever played in nearly 100 years of football with 10 straight Power 5 opponents. Obviously, the Arkansas Razorbacks up first, and then Big 12 play opening up a week from tomorrow when BYU heads to Lawrence to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. And this is going to be a big litmus test for BYU. Where do the Cougars really stand? Like, how good of a football program are they? Is the nearly 60 newcomers they brought into the program via the transfer portal, missions, high school athletes, junior college additions, are are, are those additions worthy of being a power five and making up uh, a lot of the BYU roster? More than half of it, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Are the Cougars going to be able to compete game in and game out on this slate? Only time will tell on that front, but all you can do is focus on the next game, which so happens to be Arkansas tomorrow evening. The biggest thing for BYU in this game, it feels like for me, if they want to go to Arkansas and get some payback against the Razorbacks, BYU's defense has got to acquit itself much better than they did a year ago. Now, the defense a year ago against Arkansas gave up. It it was abysmal. Uh, The coaches essentially, I think, uh, waved the white towel. It caused Elisa Tuiaki to tender his resignation the day after that loss to Arkansas. And uh, from that point, BYU actually played better defense down the stretch with Kalani Sitake stepping in. Jay Hill is now the defensive coordinator as a result of that meltdown for BYU. And I am expecting BYU's defense to be far more stingy in this game against Arkansas. The other question is, is if you have a better defense that can slow Arkansas to holding them less than 52 points, uh, do you have an offense that's capable of going out there and scoring points in bunches? Unless BYU's run game can get in gear to a degree. I'm not saying it has to be high-flying. They don't need to run for 250 yards. It would be fantastic if they could. But they cannot afford to put out 40-some-odd yards. Against this Arkansas front, now Arkansas is a much more deep and talented squad, and I'm fully expecting them to not have to bring eight and nine guys into the box and dare you to throw the ball on them. This is an Arkansas defensive line led by Trajan Jeffcoat, who has got a lot of size. They got true 300 plus pounders on the interior. They got 280 pound defensive ends on the outside. It is the the SEC, uh, exactly what you expect from an SEC offense, offensive defensive line, big boys. Tall, lengthy, and great athletes to boot. And I'm expecting Arkansas will say, okay, we're going to try and stop the run with our front and see how BYU uh, operates within that framework. If BYU proves they can move the ball against Arkansas on that front, that's going to bode well for BYU's chances in this game. But I just am not all that confident in BYU's ability to do so right now. Obviously, the first two games of the year, BYU's run game has struggled, and those are against lesser than opponents in most people's eyes, especially defensively. So... Why should I be expecting BYU to go into Arkansas and run the ball over the Razorbacks? Frankly, I don't. I think BYU is going to have to use the pass to set up the run in this game. You're going to have to have Keaton Slovis on point. He needs to be like he was after he settled down in that Southern Utah game and just start delivering balls with authority and really put him on point. Get him to guys in the slots that are open. Do not give Arkansas defenders a chance to pick it off from you. And that's going to be a big key for BYU to have any hope of winning this game. So a whole lot of question marks about Cody Epps and his status. I don't know. (coughs) Kalani Satake said they expected to have him this week. Aaron Roderick said on Wednesday he suffered a little bit of a setback. Uh, I saw on social media yesterday he was getting stem treatment on, on his hamstring that he's been dealing with since training camp began. So, Who knows if he plays? The nice part is BYU should be pretty much full strength outside of him in that wide receiving core, and that's the positive for the Cougars. Even without Cody Epps, you've got a lot of bodies there who are capable of contributing and did contribute a week ago against Southern Utah. So Keaton Slovis, look for Isaac Rex. Look for Darius Lasser, get the ball to Keanu Hill. Get it to Chase Roberts. Get it to Keelan Marriott. Get those guys the ball and let them make plays for you. That'll loosen up the front for Arkansas and hopefully allow BYU's offensive line to start to do some work in terms of getting some openings for BYU's running backs, which will be led by LJ Martin in this game. I'm not surprised by LJ getting the start for BYU. Frankly, he's been the best running back BYU has on the roster right now. And I think the Cougars, the coaching staff, is sending a message to Aiden Robbins and a guy we're going to talk about talk with here in a moment, Deion Smith. Do you guys need to produce when you're out there? Uh, Aaron Roderick said it. He was asked, okay, who's going to start? Is it going to be Aiden Robbins? He said, no, L.J. Martin's going to start this game. Question, the follow-up question immediately afterwards, why? Why is L.J. Martin going to start? The answer, he breaks tackles, or he's breaking tackles right now. That's something that Aiden Robbins and Deion Smith have not proven uh, capable of doing, and that's a bit surprising to me. So uh, we'll see what L.J. Martin can do against an SEC team. This is a dream scenario in many ways for this young man. He is a true freshman. He's 18 years old, just recently graduated from high school, enrolled at BYU over the summer, and now he's going to get his first career start in his third college football game against an SEC opponent. It's a huge, huge opportunity for this kid to announce he has either arrived or if he struggles a little bit, that there's still work to be done with him when it comes to playing running back for BYU. I'm not expecting him to go out and light the world on fire. It would be great if he did. If he all of a sudden runs for 100 yards against Arkansas, folks, you're looking at a kid who's going to be an absolute stud for BYU for years to come. I'm not expecting that because I just don't think the offensive line is necessarily completely in sync right now. I don't think the running backs, L.J. Martin included, are necessarily capable of putting the team on their back and carrying the way that a guy like Tyler Algier has done in the past. This is going to be more of a game for BYU the passing game is going to have to carry the day for the Cougars. The good news is, is BYU had success a year ago moving against this Arkansas team. This was not a game, it wasn't a 52 to nothing blowout by Arkansas. BYU led at multiple points in the first half of that game against Arkansas. The big weak link a year ago in this matchup against the Razorbacks was BYU's defense. BYU's offense acquitted themselves actually quite well in that game, and had they not had some uh, some turnovers and the like, they probably would have been even uh, better in terms of their co- competition level against this Arkansas squad. It's a different story, obviously, going on the road to Fayetteville. There's gonna be seventy-three thousand plus there at Razorback Stadium, and I'm full excited to be in full roar. The whole woo pig suit, all that stuff. WPS, it's all gonna be there. And if you guys are going to the game in Arkansas, I wish you guys nothing but the best, and hope you have a great time. Love to see you guys' pictures on social media. Please tag Locked On Cougars and any and all of them. And we'll be sure to retweet it on our on our on our Twitter feed and make sure that. Uh, other BYU fans, I uh, know that you are celebrating uh, by going out to this game, but it's going to be very, very important for BYU to play clean football as well if they want to win this game. Drive killing penalties, can't have them. Fault starts, holdings, illegal hands to the face, uh, blocks in the back, you can't have that stuff. You also can't turn the football over. The one thing I know about Aaron Roderick's offense is they are turnover averse. They do not like turning the football over, they take care of it, they prize the football. You do those two things, that's going to give you an even better chance to win this game. Now, if you go out and fumble it on your first series and all of a sudden let the avalanche start to begin early, that could obviously spell doom for BYU. So uh, we'll get to my score prediction here in a little bit. I want to solicit your guys' score predictions. Please drop them in the uh, comments below on YouTube or uh, tweet at us. Drop us a note on Facebook or Instagram at LockedOnCougars. Love to hear from you guys. What do you think is going to happen in this game? What are your guys' keys to the game as well? We'd love nothing more than to hear what you guys have to say about how you think BYU could go and win this game. The other thing about this is if BYU wins this game and they're off to a 3-0 start heading to Lawrence next week, there's an outside shot that Cougars could find themselves ranked next week. Obviously there's a big question of how the lower tier of the top 25 does. A bunch of teams lose. You could see BYU at a 3-0 start after a win on the road at Arkansas, uh, getting some voters to pay attention to them. I think it's more likely if BYU does, let's say then hypothetically they go and beat Arkansas and then they head to Lawrence and beat Kansas, if you're off to a 4-0 start for BYU BYU, I think you're absolutely ranked at that point as you come home for a matchup against Cincinnati to close out the month of September. It'd be absolutely incredible. And that kind of be the dream scenario for BYU. But you got to go out there and prove it on the football field. And right now, There's a lot of question marks about this BYU football program. So going to be a very interesting matchup. Once again, a 5.30 kickoff on ESPN2 if you want to tune into it, obviously. I know a number of you I've been talking with are making the trip to Fayetteville. And I hope you guys have a great time down there in Arkansas and obviously uh, exploring another uh, part of SEC country in this here, our fine country of the United States of America. All right. A guy that's going to figure to hopefully play a bigger role in this, but he will be playing a backup role in this game against Arkansas, is Deion Smith. The transfer from Colorado has had uh, some, some fleeting moments for BYU through the first two games. I feel like he's almost like one step away from really doing something big for BYU so far this year. What will it take for him to get untracked? What does he think BYU's running a game needs to do to improve and obviously get themselves uh, doing what they're supposed to do on offense? We're going to catch up with Deion Smith. A chance I had to catch up with him earlier this week at practice. We'll get to that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Real quick, a word on our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new uh, potential hire for your small business can feel like a high stakes wager. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that is why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the the right people for your team, and the more important part, for free, my friends. Uh, Best part, you can go online, create your job posting, and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame and that job to your LinkedIn profile to help people know that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions will make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And more importantly, LinkedIn jobs. is why small businesses are rating, rating LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. So get started today. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free right now. Terms. And conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. They have a new thing called Learn and Earn. The UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. Obviously, we all want to be smarter with when it comes to our finances, and they have broken down those lessons into fun, bite-sized lessons that feature quizzes and trivia. Every financial topic is capable of being learned about, and the best part is you earn points. Every time you finish one of these uh, topics, uh, they accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to places like Walmart, Amazon, Sephora, Nike and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family and more importantly, you compete against one another on leaderboards and obviously track your progress. And the more you learn, the more you earn. It's really simple, my friends. So go to the UCCU mobile banking app. It's all available inside the app there. You can play it anytime, anywhere and accrue those points and cash them in now. It's all part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program which is helping kids, teens, and parents all have fun while becoming more financially literate together. That's the goal is to do it together, my friends. It's all courtesy of UCCU. C-C-U, love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are every day with us here on the podcast. All right, uh, it's time now to let you guys hear from Dion Smith. Had a great chance to catch up with the senior running back, the the transfer, I should say, from Colorado. Talked a little bit about his addition to BYU, how he's enjoying Provo so far, and what he expects as the Cougars head to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks, and a whole lot more. Right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast.
1: First two games of the season, you guys are two and zero. Kalani I said earlier this week, it's exactly where you guys wanted to be. What's your evaluation so far this season?
2: Yeah, I feel like you know, uh, you know we, we we struggled we struggled a bit in the first game, and even a little bit in, in week two, but. You know, the biggest thing for us is just to keep improving and you know take keep taking one step forward each week so you know just like coach Kalani said you know we're, we're where we want to be but we haven't done all
1: the things that we want to do so we're still striving in that direction a lot of people concerned about the run game only the 46 yards last week what is your confidence level you guys will get it sorted out
2: yeah I'm, I'm not worried about the run game at all you know we played a team like Sam Houston, you know, they're a run defense, they're a run-stop defense. You know, last week we had about eight, nine guys in the box, you know, and their safeties and everyone was flowing hard to the run. So, you know, whenever you have situations like that, you know, it's best to go over the top and throw the ball. And, you know, I know that our time is going to come and I'm, I'm not worried at all, you know. So I've heard those things and we've even talked about it a little bit in-house, but that isn't something that, you know, strikes fear in us or anything because we're confident in our run game and we're just –
1: waiting to get the right look so we can capitalize on those moments. Matter of time. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Uh, In terms of the passing game last week, you was the running backs. A lot of stuff was the tight ends, going to Isaac and the Mm -hmm. wide receivers. What's your confidence level you can contribute in the passing game yourself?
2: Yeah, you know, just making sure we do everything on our end as far as pass protection, Mm -hmm. you know, first off, and then, you know, and some of those empty protections, you know, just getting out into our route, opening up routes for the guys downfield, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, for us it's just being selfless and, you know, running things, running routes at high speeds and being where we're supposed to be because, you know, they, they, especially this week, they do lose the back a lot, mm-hmm. especially out into the routes. So, you know, we're,
1: we know our numbers are gonna get called just like in the run game. So just like you said, it's a matter of time. Just gotta contribute, right? Yeah. Now you're a kid, if you from the Midwest, how much familiarity do you have with Arkansas, if any?
2: Arkansas, uh, you know, not the most. I've, I haven't played against Arkansas, nor mm-hmm. have I been to Arkansas before. You know, but I know that they're a very competitive team, you know, SEC. Yep. I know they're going to play hard, and, you know, I, I'm confident that we can go in
1: here. We have the right guys to go in here and get the job done. You know, we just have to execute. Does the SEC have any pull for you personally? I know it's, like, talked all the time. It's like, the biggest, baddest conference in the <laughs> world. But like, does it have any pull for you at all?
2: No, not necessarily, just because, you know, When you play different teams from different conferences, and it doesn't matter the level, you see that everybody's going to come out to compete. You know, it might look a little different. Their athletes might look a little little different. Even their jerseys might look different. But at the end of the day, it's still the game that we've always played. And, you know, I know for a fact that they're from the SEC. They're going to come out there with just a little bit of an edge and, you know, just playing a little hard. So I know that we can match that and even surpass that. So, you know, I, I, I don't see it as, you know, a big time, big difference, a big jump, especially from the Big 12. You know, we're all power five. You know, we're all going to come out there and compete. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's still football. Are you a guy who prefers
1: to play home games or road games? Or does it doesn't really matter to you.
2: It doesn't really matter to me. I, I have the most joy playing in the away game just because when you make a play and you silence the crowd. Like there's no better feeling, you know, it can go from sounding like a jungle gym to an absolute library. So, you know, that's my favorite thing to do. I like home games as well, you know, but my favorite thing is just to knock that crowd out and get them nice and quiet. Especially seeing those faces in the stands when they're not so happy. I was going to ask about that. Like, just the fan reaction, I'm sure, probably helps them quite a bit too.
1: I'm sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but how was the experience, obviously, the first two games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, your first experience Oh, there. it was
2: electric, you know. And I know once we get into Big 12 play and we get to those bigger games of the season, they're definitely going to be a factor. And it's going to be hard for teams to come up here and play, especially in those, in those conditions.
1: I just wanted to ask you, just uh, coming over from Colorado, obviously you've played at the Power 5 level. How excited mm-hmm. are you to be part of a program that's making its Power 5 debut?
2: Yeah, uh, honestly, you know, I, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, you know, I'm I'm grateful to be here at this university and even in the Big 12 Conference, you know. Um, you know, the future relatively is in the Big 12. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad that I could, you know, come and, you know, spend some time here, especially, you know, early on. And, you know, I, if, if, if you told me that BYU was a Power Five and I knew nothing about football, it would be kind of hard for me to believe just because, you know, I've seen them. Be Power Five schools in mm-hmm. the previous years. And, you know, we have all the athletes that any other college have, if not more, you know. So, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm ready to
1: go on the road to Arkansas this yeah. week, handle business, and then start Big 12 off the right way in Kansas. How much motivation is there? Because this is the final, I guess, quote unquote, dress rehearsal before yeah. conference play begins. How, how important is that to go out and have a good showing in your mind?
2: Honestly, for me, um, I've kind of been thinking about it all week, even last week sometime mm-hmm. too, was, You know, I feel like if we go in this week, you know, we handle business, it'll be a lot of confidence going into week one, you know, especially starting off Big 12. Mm -hmm. And I I would love to go into Big 12 with a lot of confidence on our shoulders as a team. You know, just because we struggled a little bit in the first game, you know, things happen, we got the dub, but, you know, we struggled a bit. We didn't have the success that we wanted. So, you know, I'm hoping that we can go down here to Arkansas, handle business, and just take that momentum, and that confidence and take it straight to kansas and start the big 12 off the right way because kansas is a pretty good team you know they've been playing well and you know honestly i i
1: know that we can play to their
2: to the level of execution and even higher
1: last thing for me, we got here out a fun one what's your favorite part of being in provo so far favorite part of being in provo or is, utah i guess in general
2: I, I would say the family atmosphere you know ever since i've been here it's felt like family from my teammates to coaches to support staff to mm-hmm. academics to everyone in the in the entire city even fans and honestly I just I just it just feels like a, a warm hug you know and so I feel like that would that would be my best part and my favorite part just because I, I feel very welcome here and you know it's been nothing but love you know especially from the first moment that I've been here in Provo. Any preferred spots to eat? Chubbies. Chubbies, sure. okay. Yes,
1: I can dig that. Good good plug. Good plug. I like that. Well, Dion, thanks for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go.
0: Dion Smith, BYU running back with myself right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. And you heard a nice little plug there at the end for Chubbies without hesitation. I know he's been doing work with Coug Connect and obviously the Chubbies location there at University Mall in Orem. And uh, obviously, you can tell he's excited to be taking on Arkansas. Uh, he's enjoying his time at BYU. But the hope is that he, along with the other BYU running backs, can get this offense rolling once again you heard him uh, you can hear, hear the conviction in his voice he wants nothing more than to see more from himself more from his teammates and obviously more from BYU's offense especially in the run game and it feels like just my uh my un- uh, untrained eye watching him so far, biggest thing for him is he's like one block or one step away from really busting something open for BYU. Could this be the week he finally gets his opportunity and really kind of open it up in the open field? I would love nothing more than to see that. It would obviously be a big help to BYU's chances of going to Arkansas and notching an upset over the Razorbacks. Obviously the Razorbacks without Raheem Sanders, Rocket Sanders, as most people call him. Uh, that's a big blow for their chances, obviously, because he absolutely ran rough shot over BYU a year ago, but, uh, very much looking forward to this game and a huge thank you once again, uh, to uh, Deion Smith for joining me here on the podcast. All right. We will wrap up today's show coming up next. Uh, some key, uh, other keys to the game for BYU football, as well as a look back at what happened in BYU sports outside of football this week. Uh, First Big 12 contest in BYU history, period, happened last night at Southfield for BYU soccer. How did everything go on that front? We'll get to all that here in just a moment. Uh, For word real quick, though, before we talk about that, on our friends over at FanDuel. Get ready, and obviously the NFL season going in week two with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get a bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets, all that Guarantee Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get a $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. It is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more, and use those $200 in bonus bets and have some fun, uh, more fun you would typically have than uh, on a Sunday. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you do not want to miss. That's FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Whether you're looking for your first home or ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points all designed to meet your needs as the consumer. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Twill, and Utah counties, plus multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories and townhomes as well. And more importantly, they even quick move in homes if you're looking to make the move right away and they are offering generous financing incentives through their preferred lender as well so visit perryhomesutah.com to see what's new in utah's finest neighborhoods that's perryhomesutah.com to learn more now for 50 years utah has been coming home to perry homes Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Hope you have a fantastic Friday uh, whenever you listen to this. Uh, BYU had some sporting history at Southfield last night. The first official Big 12 contest across all BYU athletics took place at Southfield last night as the number one ranked BYU women's soccer program took on TCU. And it was a tough one for BYU. BYU fell behind 2-0 early on in this one. Uh, TCU, uh, they're one of the teams, among others, receiving votes in the Top 25 poll. Had a crowd of 5,416 fans on hand and full uh, roar for BYU. And the Cougars uh, outshot TCU 24-7. They're 7-0 on the season, but TCU made it uh, tough for BYU. They scored goals in the second and 27th minutes to go up 2-0. Uh, Rachel McCarthy, who it seems like the only score bangers uh, in terms of goals, she got one back right before halftime, and in the second half, BYU fell behind once again. Uh, They tied it up 2-2, then fouled behind 3-2, and then uh, Aaron Bailey came through in the 77th minute with the tying goal, making it 3-3 for BYU. Their first draw of the season, and obviously, kicking off Big 12 play with that draw. Uh, A little bit disappointing that TCU was uh, literally playing for the draw late in that match. You would have liked to see them attack a little bit more because they had had success in the attack against BYU, but the Cougars uh, obviously will take the draw considering how uh, much of a slog it felt like at times in that matchup for the Cougars. But some history being made all the same, and BYU still remains unbeaten, albeit they now have one draw on their record. We'll see how that affects their overall, uh, uh, I guess, what do you call it? The, the national polls when it comes uh, to their matchups, they are headed up to Utah state tomorrow for a mid afternoon showdown against the Utah state Aggies. Uh, that one is set for three o'clock mountain time. If you want to tune in, to, I believe it's on the mountain West network uh, is what Utah state typically streams on. So you guys can check that out. Also women's volleyball on Wednesday night, a uh, ran Roughshod, the 12th ranked Cougars over their rival the university of Utah. Uh, 5,528 fans uh, packed into the Smith Fieldhouse, a standing room only crowd. Uh, by the way, both of these events, women's soccer and women's volleyball, standing room only. Uh, absolutely incredible support for both of these programs and they are nationally ranked for, and for good reason. But BYU roll, runs roughshod over Utah in three sets to one. Obviously uh, pushing their record. They only have the one loss last week uh, against Washington State. And the Cougars have a double dip this weekend in women's volleyball as they will take on Utah Valley tonight. Uh, speaking of a Friday night, 6 o'clock Mountain Time would be on the road over in Orem. And then tomorrow they head to Utah State themselves. That's a 7 o'clock start at the Estes Center, if I recall correctly, is where they played that. um, so uh, hopefully BYU can handle their business in both of those and obviously come back home with two more wins to pad their record and hopefully see themselves rise back up the rankings after dropping from number 8 to number 12. You go 3-0 and on the week and only have the one blemish on your record. I would assume you get probably back into the top 10, but uh, only time will tell. So uh, fun weekend ahead for BYU in other sports, but obviously the big draw this weekend is BYU football taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks. I talked about some of the things I want to see from BYU in this game. Now uh, let me give you some hot takes. What I think BYU you need to do to make sure they ensure a victory for themselves number one you gotta bottle up kj jefferson now you're not going to completely shut him down he is an absolute man amongst boys out there 250 pounds Rocket of an arm, just an absolutely incredible athlete. Any of you who watched that game against Arkansas a year ago know how good he is. You've got to limit him. You've got to be sure to take advantage of opportunities. If he has an overthrow or a bad throw, pick it off. Get uh, get turnovers. That's going to be key for BYU. You win the turnover battle in a lot of ways, it gives you a bigger opportunity, maybe the best opportunity to get a road win for BYU in a scenario like this. So uh, Obviously, win the turnover battle, that's a cliche, I know, but it's very important for BYU in this game. Limit KJ Jefferson and without Rocket Sanders in that game, uh, the focus should be on Jefferson in this game. Uh, he, he really, I would if I was BYU and I don't want to melt, uh, kind of. Uh put it all on one thing, but if I'm Jay Hill, I'm telling him, you limit that guy. You slow him down, we've got a good chance to get our offense uh, to uh, get score enough points to win this game, but it's going to be very important for BYU's offense to show up in their own right. You've got to have some semblance of balance when it comes to running the football. I, like I said, I'm not expecting them to run for 200 yards in this game. If they can pound out 100 yards on the ground, I think it would be a really big accomplishment against a very talented defensive front for Arkansas. They hit the transfer portal just as hard, if not harder than BYU on the defensive front, and they got a A lot of talent there. It's going to be tough sledding for BYU, but you got to find a way to manufacture opportunities to run the football and gain positive yardage out of it. You cannot afford to put all this game on the arm of Keaton Slovis. By the way, if this this game comes down to the arms or the, the talents of K.J. Jefferson against Keaton Slovis, Nothing against Keaton Slovis, but K.J. Jefferson is the more dynamic player, and I would actually give the advantage to Arkansas in this game. So you've got to get Keaton Slovis in winning scenarios and obviously have his teammates help him out. Other thing about this is it feels like BYU's defense, you've got to just make life miserable for K.J. Jefferson. Uh, I was reading earlier this week, and I looked it up. Uh, BYU with, I've seen 13 and 14 QB hits through the first two games of this year. I went back because I wondered, and a number of you asked like. Well, what about the, why isn't BYU getting as much in terms of their sacks, Jake? Well, looking at it, the entire season last year, BYU had something like 34 total QB hits the entire season. They're already at 13 or 14 this year. They're almost halfway to that mark of an entire season, uh, um, the the entire mark they had the entire season last year. It's pretty impressive. They are getting more pressure. Obviously, you want to see more strip sacks, uh, actual sacks, uh, tackles for loss. That stuff will come in time. Keep getting after the quarterback. Keep manufacturing that pressure, and I think it will uh, prove to be a benefit for BYU in this game. Now, with all that said, what is my prediction for the game? Uh, Those of you who hung on uh, the longest here will obviously benefit from this. I am actually uh, not necessarily as keen on BYU winning this game as most might be. I think BYU will battle hard. I do. I think they cover the spread very easily, actually. Uh, The spread has dropped down to somewhere like 8 points, according to our friends over at FanDuel. It opened at 10.5, and and obviously the Rocket Sanders injury is going to cause people uh, to put more money on BYU. I think BYU covers that spread. I don't necessarily care what the number is, uh, if you care about such things. I think it's a 4-point margin, ultimately, in the end. Something like Arkansas 28, BYU 24. I think BYU loses their first game of the year, but I think they will acquit themselves quite well in this game and set themselves up going to Kansas a week from tomorrow, feeling like they, okay, we're close, but we may just need to get over the hump here. And I think you have a better chance to win at Kansas than most might think because I don't think Kansas's defense is up to snuff like Arkansas' feels like it is. So uh, I, I, maybe you, I, I, you're going to be unhappy with me predicting a BYU loss, but that's where I see I think BYU uh, loses this one by 428-24 and would be elated if they prove me wrong, and obviously I will be happy to eat some crow if that does happen. All right, so there you go. That is our Friday edition of the podcast. I have uh, actually got a special edition coming out later as well. Uh, I had a second interview. I did not have a chance to get into any of the shows this week with a BYU defensive lineman John Nelson. We'll get that in there for you guys. And also, ran out of time on today's show. wanted to do my picks for other BYU games. So you know what? We'll throw that in there with a John Nelson interview as well as a special edition of Locked On Cougars. Keep an eye out for that later this afternoon and evening on Friday, and obviously getting you ready for the matchup tomorrow against the Arkansas Razorbacks. So, big thank you once again for all of your support of the podcast, as always. You guys are absolutely phenomenal out there. Cannot thank you guys enough for the comments, the rates, the the ratings, the reviews, all the stuff you guys do to make this podcast go. Thank you for making it your first listen today, and thank you once again for all of you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya.